Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Sunday, the 30th of July, 2023. Hashtag spoiler alert. Steve, this is, uh, we've actually, I'll wind it back a bit. Apologies, everyone. We didn't do a podcast last week. Com- to, be on- to be completely honest, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sent Steve a text message on, what was I can't remember, I think it may have been Tuesday, going, hey, I've completely forgot we're meant to do a podcast. <laughs> 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 it sort of shows where my head is at for the last couple of weeks um, with work and um um, and we've got a trip coming up, which will segue me into a little bit. But Steve, probably the main part of it, not the main part, but I mean, as you know, when you've had a really bad year, you don't really keep up to, to date on how bad your team is going week in, week out, because you know you're going to lose. And yeah, I just sort of went, oh, well, Brown's over. Cool. On to the next one. Anyway. <laughs> It's a bit like that. No, yeah. I, I just, I just, uh, I know you've been a bit under the weather and like a bit under the pump. And I thought when I didn't hear from you, I just thought, oh, that's all right. I'll just, uh, you know, I'm just you thought giddy up, I get some time back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've been pretty, uh, pretty overworked lately myself. So I was like, man, if uh, if Capel needs a break, I'll just let him have a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, man. Speaking of breaks, this will probably this will be the last podcast for 2023. I know the season isn't necessarily over. We still have the finals to go. But I will be flying out on a six-week holiday um, starting next Sunday. Um, so I'll be um, probably late doing the websites and stuff like that. If, if um, Steve doesn't do it, then I'll do it as soon as I possibly can. But... Um, yeah, so this will be the last podcast for the um, for the the um, for the season. I did sort of. I think I may have mentioned the other week that um, Bill Tarr from the the um, the Brawlers is also going to the wedding that we're going to, and then we're tapping on a little holiday around around Europe for for a few weeks, and not back until um, September seventeen. So just before Collingwood wins a flag, hopefully. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So um so yes so everyone thank you very much for uh, for listening this this season um it's been well, I'd like to say it's been good but not from a charges perspective mm-hmm. and we'll certainly link into that in the next couple of minutes but um but yeah this will be the last one for the year all right buddy let's jump into it it is round eighteen it is the last se- last game for the home and away season there was a little bit on the line for a couple of teams more around who finishes where and, and all that type of stuff, particularly in the Super League, because that was that was really coming down to the wire last time we had a look. So let's jump into it. Uh, we've also got the commission, me- commission medalist, of course. All right, let's have a look at how everything played out. Let's start with the original league, mate. We had the Titans up against the Digital Dingoes. Dingoes, a convincing win here, 189.5 to the Titans, 142. For the digital Dingoes, mate, outstanding Taylor Walker. I suppose this is why you do those trades. Taylor Walker, 46 at forward. Tom Liberatore, outstanding, 23 at Rover. Um, 
Noah Anderson, 20 at midfield, was also pretty good for you. Mitch Lewis kicked a couple today, getting 18 at key forward, um, and McInerney getting 15.5. But some good form for yourself, Steve, going into the finals. For the Titans, um, it's really their back line. Jacob Wiedering had a good game, um, 24.5, and Riley O'Brien uh, getting 20 at Ruck. But other than that, it wasn't a fantastic round. Um, Cornelio getting 34 at centre, but other than that, really not the type of form you want going into a finals, particularly with a forward line of Danaher and Stengel. Yeah, it was a tough, uh, tough matchup this one for the Dingoes and the Titans because, um, you know, sadly for both of these teams, they lost critical games last week. Uh, obviously, the Titans had worked incredibly hard to secure third place, and uh, and then last week completely blew it in losing to the Blue Flames, um, and that obviously coinciding with the wild cards win meant that they were. You know, it was out of their hands this week. And yep. uh, sadly for the Titans, as we'll see soon enough, it didn't matter whether they win or lost this game. And the Dingoes are in a very similar boat. They had been, well, probably not really, they not really earned first place, but they were pretty fortunate to be still clinging to first place until they had to face the Heroes last week. And then the Heroes, I think they actually, you know, I, I, I was, uh, it was one thing I wasn't, wasn't going to mind mentioning last week. I think the Dingoes and the Heroes broke the uh, record for the highest scoring overall game oh, in, wow. in uh, original league history last week. So the Dingoes put up a massive score and didn't get anywhere near the Heroes who broke the overall individual score last week as well for the original league. So um, putting up about 200, I think 216.5, which, uh, Jeez. which is a lot. And so the Dingoes lost, slipped back to second. And again, they were like, hey, yeah, we could beat the Titans this week, but unless somehow the Scorpions are going to win against the Heroes, which again, we'll see later, is not going to happen. So so this <laughs> game ended up being an incredibly dead rubber in emotionally and literally. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I'm really, I, I don't, I, if I'd known Taylor Walker was going to uh, play the way he has been playing, I would have paid Ben Griffiths a lot more for him. Uh, <laughs> but. Hey, Ben, I still might win the title, so you never know. You might actually get a draft pick. We'll see. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, in terms of the, the commissioner votes, I gave three to Taylor Walker, two to Tom Liberatore, and one to Jacob Boydering. Yeah, uh, no no arguments there. Cool. On to the next one. Natasha Dolteras versus the Blue Flames. Natas were way too strong here. This is just really sums up the Blue Flames season. They're just really... It's a good team on paper, but they just couldn't string it together. But for Natas, top score this week, 198.5 to the Blue Flames, 106.5. For Natas Adulterers, Toby Green was outstanding, getting 32 at forward. Um, Tom Stewart, 29 at key back. Um, Jake Lloyd getting 23 at midfield. Um, was also outstanding. Colin Nash, Connor Nash getting a 16 at Rover. Um, for the Blue Flames, not sure who to call out, to be honest, mate. <laughs> um, and that's not an indictment on them. It's just that they really didn't have anyone that stood out. I suppose maybe Jeremy Cameron getting 21 at key forward. But other than that, yeah, I'm tipping the Blue Flames just want this season to be over and done, done with. This is a pretty embarrassing uh yeah, scoreline definitely um, in what it was supposed to, you know, this is the, uh, it's a sad, sad season for both these teams. This is the grand final replay. Hard to, mm. it's hard, hard to sort of look at that and go, oh yeah, 
12 months ago, these two were the team to beat, and now neither of them are playing finals. Obviously, Natas had that combination of results last week when they went down to the wild cards, and then uh, obviously the Bucks got over the Scorpions, which um, meant that you know, it didn't matter what they did this week. They could even top score, as they did. Didn't matter. The Blue Flames shocked, um, obviously, the Titans last week, and... Uh, Almost, almost gave the Chargers a bit of a heart attack as well, but, uh, <laughs> but they returned to form this week, and um, and yes, they will definitely get the number one pick, the Blue Flames, and man, as they've proven this week, they deserve it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it is. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's the Harley Reid Cup coming up this week. It means nothing from a um, uh, a fixture in a what's the name a. Um, who picks what picks number one, but it's more bragging rights of who, who is the worst team, but uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it'd be interesting to see what happens. You never actually, you never know what happens between, well, now that oh, we'll get to it in a second, but um, now that I've lost Will Ashcroft for a year anyway, um, sorry, score, oh, sorry. In terms of the commission votes, I gave three to Tom Stewart, two to Toby Green and one to Jake Lloyd in that game. Next one, we had a relatively close-ish game here. Um, it was the hero, the Scorpions up against the Heroes. The Heroes were way too strong in the end. 179 to 156. Bit of a bit of a sad day with this one. Um, in terms of who kicked the goals, well, I suppose it's sad that Charlie Kernow kicked a bag against Collingwood, but um, he got 36 at forward. Um, Jordan Dawson getting 23 at midfield was outstanding. Lockie Whitfield getting 22.5 at key back. Jared Witts getting 21 and a half at ruck. I say sad, Steve, because this could be the last time, and I'm tipping it will be the last time we see a Lance Franklin in a starting lineup. Yeah, that, that could be true. I guess the Scorpions, um, as we'll see in a little bit, um, still have something to play for, so there's a small chance. He's but... done a calf, though, hasn't he? Does sound like he's going to be out for uh, it could be he could be out for the year, which I mean, yeah. I mean we're hoping not, but you know if it it I mean it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be the Champions League final if uh, Lance Franklin didn't make an appearance because man how many he's got like half a dozen of those things in yeah. on our trophy it's crazy how many how many Champions Leagues he's been a part of in terms of victories and yet and yet so few premierships but. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm hoping for the Surrey Scorpions sake that, uh, you know, give it a few weeks. Maybe he's going to bounce back. He's, he's, he'll maybe, I don't know, maybe the Swans will just, you know, pull a bit of a Darren Mullane and just inject him full of all sorts of fancy stuff and get him back out on the park in a couple of weeks. I don't know, but, um, you never know. You never, you never know. Um, in terms of the Scorpions though, two call outs, Jess, Sinclair, Jack, Jess Sinclair, he hasn't played for a while. <laughs> Jack Sinclair, Jack Sinclair got 22 at midfield, but Rory Laird rolling back the clock, a lazy 26 at Tagger. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. But Hero's yeah, way too strong here, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk about how I, I scored the Heroes in the week before and the week after I played them. I'm not going to talk about that at all. I'm just going to talk about... How yet? How the heroes are the absolute premiership favourites now. Brilliant minor premiers. They have literally run the table. They have not lost a game since the mid-season draft. They have defeated wow. all nine teams in a row. Nine and zero since the mid-season. So that's all there is to say. Um, I we I think I've said it most of the year. There was a brief period where I think I jumped on the wild cards, but the heroes really have been the best team uh, most of the year. Last year they were a strange one. They finished third and. 
despite looking better than the Blue Flames in Natas, they somehow couldn't seem to get wins against them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know what's happened on the back nine here, but they are um, they're unstoppable at the moment. Um, I'm not looking forward to trying to get a win against them in the next few weeks. If, I'll be lucky if I can just get past the wild cards, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yep. they're certainly in some a rich vein of form. In terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Kerno, two to Rory Laird, and one to Jared Witts. Yep. Next game was the Dozers up against the Bucks. Close game here, considering where they are on the table. Um it was the Bucks that got up though, 158.5 to the Dozers at 143.5. Um, for the Mighty Bucks, um, the back line was pretty damn good, being Luke Ryan getting um, 21, um, Max Gorn getting 20, um, Zach Butters at Rover getting 18, um, and Wanganine Malira getting 19 at midfield. For the Dozers, there's a couple of uh, sort of really three players that stood out. It was um, Goulden getting 24 at mid, Jack Steele getting 24 at tagger, and Nick Vlaston getting 21.5 at keyback. But the Dozers, they'll be happy this season's over, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, probably celebrating a bit of Champions League action. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, uh, but the Bucks, yeah, I don't know, the Bucks. I'm trying to work out if they're actually like that. The the matchup next week should be interesting because it feels like the Bucks have been just fighting all year just to barely cling into that top five, and they've never really looked like being anywhere near the top three. But here they are now, and uh, we've seen them was it a couple of years ago come from fifth and run the table and get to the grand final. So uh, you know they they seem to be they seem to play pretty well come August. So you never know. They they looked like not much of a threat two years ago, and they. Almost took all before them, so yep. we'll, we'll have to see there. Beware of that uh, wounded buck. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is a strange one from a commissioner votes perspective. I don't think I've ever done this. Um, the, the three I gave Jack Steele from a losing team, two I gave to Goulden from a losing team, and one I gave to Max Gorn from the winning team. I'm just going to sneak in that ruck, but well, he did outplay his opponent there. Yeah, well, like that. Two hundred percent more. <laughs> well, yeah, you think if the dozers just had a rock, it might have actually been real close. But yeah, again, another dead rubber, really. So, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, the next one was the wild cards up against. Sorry, the charges up against the wild cards, and the wild cards got up one fifty one to the charges one forty one point five. That's probably my highest score for the year, and then I didn't have a rock. Um, for the wild cards, um, Bailey Dale was outstanding, getting 31 kicks um, at midfield. Um, also, J- um, James Sicily getting 16 at keyback was also pretty good. Um, but it's really that that's that strength across. Josh Kelly was okay, getting 25, but Bailey Dale and Zach Merritt and Josh Dunkley um getting the 31, 18, and 15, respectively. Um, for the Chargers, Kyle Langford getting 34 at key forward. Um, Jack McRae getting 32 at centre. I honestly think that probably count the amount of times he's got over 30 this year on one hand. Jack Finey getting 18 at tagger was also pretty good. Um, like I mentioned before, Steve, I have lost Will Ashcroft for the next 12, week, 12 months, really, with the ACL, so... 
where I was thinking, cool, I'm drafting young last at the start of the year and I'm building for next year, I'm already behind the eight ball. Yeah, that's pretty – got to admit, that's pretty brutal. I remember like, you know, I finished – like two years ago I finished last and was thinking, right, this year I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be onwards and upwards. And then, yeah, I remember Ben King doing his ACL in the preseason and just and just thinking like, damn, that's that's my season. I'm gone. I'm gone. Like I'm finished. I've got nothing. And yep. that's probably what you're feeling like. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to endure – Another year of this. Another year, yeah. It's crap, and it's like with no, you know, with my great hope for improvement down the toilet. So uh, that's hard, man. It's real hard. When I heard about it, I was like, man, that's not what you need. No. So um, best of luck with that draft, man. You need to (laughs) pick a few pearlers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The wild cards an interesting one. I'll just make this little comment. It was like, a, you know, wild cards for all the, um, you know, they were they were looking uh, number one for all money had finally broken free of dingoes and um, heroes, and then suddenly it just all went. Uh, you know, they had this terrible four match losing streak. They've managed to recover at the last possible moment here and end up um, in the end pretty comfortably getting into third. And reality is if they could actually pull it to, I mean, like, honestly, you look at this performance and you realize, man, they only just barely cracked 150 thanks to Mm -hmm. a 31 kick game. That's not actually that good then. But I mean, the reality is if the wild cards can pull it together and actually deliver a, a really good performance next week and upset the dingoes, they're right. You know, they are right back where they could have been and they can all that, that, that month of horror, can be completely undone. So, uh, you know, Wildcards have got a really good chance here. There's not many teams in the original league that haven't won the title at some point. The Wildcards and the Bucks, I think, are our last two members to have not done it. So, and obviously the most two recent ones, that's probably why. But yeah, Wildcards, you know, one good week this week, and it's on like Donkey Kong. So, Damo... Let's go. Game on. Come on, man. I'd love to see you actually win a title. Like, you know, <laughs> if, if one of us, I'd, I'd love to see one of us beat the heroes. Not, not because I, I think the heroes, are, they deserve to win the title, but I'd love to see the wild cards salute. I think that'd be sweet. Um, in terms of the commission of votes here, I gave three to Bailey Dale, two to Langford, and one to Jack Viney. Ooh, has, have you typed all that in? Have we got an automatic update on the commission medal race? We do. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I haven't looked. So you tell me what's um, is it? Is it? I'm, I'm, I predicted before the podcast it was Kerno, but I haven't really looked. Oh, okay, interesting. All is right. That, well, we have a tie. Oh, I just assume. I feel like Kerno's just been on a tear lately. He has. He has. So I'll do the top five. Okay. So fifth, Riley O'Brien from the Titans on fifteen on fifteen points, polling in seven games. Seven out of his 19 games. That's pretty impressive because I don't normally think of Riley O'Brien as being like, you know, necessarily even one of the top rucks. And so he's finished top five. That's um, That probably says more about the Titans team and like just Riley O'Brien's consistency, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, good on him. Yeah. Um, then in fourth, we have Jared Witts from the Heroes. He's, he played yeah. 17 games this year. He's pulled seven, 15 points in 10 games. There you go. So that that would be someone who I would think of as being uh, the top ruck. So yep. that doesn't surprise me that he's one ahead of Riley. <laughs> in third place, 
well, tied for second, but third place, we have Charlie Kerno. Has played 19 games, has scored 16 points, and has polled in only six games. So in those six games, he's just been banging in the threes, obviously. Six games and 15 points. So 16 points, yeah. Six games and... Six Holy games God. and 16 points. So he's got a minimum of four threes then, and then maybe, what, a couple of twos or, or five yeah. threes and one. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'm picking he's probably got two threes in the last two weeks, so I guess maybe he didn't have such a great... Like, I get, maybe that's a statement about the fact that it's probably hard to get... Harder to get... Maybe, do you think Wits and Colonel have kind of split the vote a bit for the heroes there, maybe? That's the problem there. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, in... Equal first, but in second place on the ladder, purely snuck in there because of this, from getting a three-voter this week, Rory Laird from the Surrey Scorpions. Oh, what? Played yeah. 18 games. He's polled 18, 18 votes and out of seven games. 18 out of seven. Well, and when Rory, I mean, that's the thing. With I guess with the Scorpions, you never know where the Laird's going to get played. Uh, Although, you know, I mean, he's damn good almost wherever you play him. So that's probably not quite such an issue. He's a very good player. So he's a very worthy commission medalist. So I take my hat off Rory Laird. I don't know. I don't know well enough my commission medal history to know if there's, um, if he's won it before, but I'm assuming he hasn't. (laughs) To be honest, I'm not sure. You can go go back and have a bit of a look. Um, And the winner of the, the, well you said it was Charlie Kern. I was going to ask who do you think it is it <laughs> is Nick Dacos well hold 18 18 points in seven games yep same yeah. as Rory same as Rory led but he's played eight, 19 AFL games this year so I mean Dacos has clearly been the best center I guess overall through the year so that doesn't surprise me and you know the Dingoes have won a lot of games so he probably would have got a fair bit of attention and I guess ultimately the Dingoes don't really have they they are a pretty even team like I don't I don't feel like the Dingoes have got quite the same star power as some of the other franchises to be honest I just you know what I mean like I I, I look at I look at a team like even like we go to the Blue Flames or Natas, and you know you feel like you hear Hawkins and Cameron and Lockie Neal and um, you know again uh, Tom Stewart. You know what I mean? Like there's and Patrick Cripps and you know they've got stars everywhere. I look at the Dingoes and I'm like, ah, yeah, they're good, but they're not not quite the same kind of level. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad Nick Dacos has. Um, wow, within two years, he has proven that my number one pick of him was a good one. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I wish, I wish I could, I, I wish, I wish you had, uh, you know, maybe it'll take one more year for Ashcroft to get there for you, mate. <laughs> maybe <laughs> two, because he's got to come back from an injury. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, all right. So that's that one. So let's jump across now and have a look at the um, what the ladder looked like. Um, in first place, we had the Heroes, um, 14 wins, 4 losses, and the best back. Second place, we had the Digital Dingoes, 13 wins, 4 losses, 1 draw, with 164 back. 
Then we had the wild cards in third place, 12 wins, six losses, no draws, with a back of 188.5. Then we had the Titans in fourth place with 10 wins, seven wins, sorry, 10 wins, seven losses, one draw. I'm not going to go through the backs now. It doesn't really matter. Um, then we had the Mighty Bucks in fifth place with nine wins, eight losses, one draw. Then things got tight down the bottom. Um, we had Natas in sixth on eight and ten. Sorry, Scorpions in seven on six and twelve. Dozers in eighth on six and twelve. Then we had the Chargers um, in ninth on five and twelve and one. So on 22 points, and the Blue Flames were on 5 and 13. The Chargers, mate, going by the back, are literally the worst team by nearly 200 points. Oh, sorry, no, by about 100 points. I didn't see the Dozers score there. Um, but considerably the worst team in the league. Other than that, any shocks? Not that well, the Chargers are a shock, but... No, the, the, the shock is that Natas missed out, Um Despite, I mean, and then the, the Titans were able to sneak up to fourth, even though, you know, Power Ladder says they're probably seventh, which is, um, yeah, a bit of a. So the Titans have done very well. Natas has been a bit unlucky. That just, just means Natas will uh, enjoy one of their rare top five draft picks uh, that they get and uh, probably make us all pay next year with a bit of a slingshot. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I was excited that. I was able to like, cause, you know, by the end of the first half of the year, I think the Dingoes looked like a lucky team to be anywhere near the top. But by the end of the year, the Dingoes seem to have proven that, you know, when we actually overtook the wild cards in the last round here on points four, which means I'm like, hey, I'm a distant second, but I'm second and legitimately so, mm-hmm. which makes me feel, makes me feel, I don't think I'm probably going to win the title, but I think, you know, I'm proud of what I've achieved this year after a couple of really awful years. So yeah, that's all I've got. To, you know, it's it's kind of cool to know that, like, yeah, you can finish dead last two years in a row, and you can actually, you know, it's possible to to actually climb. Yeah. But yeah, the beauty of the draft. Beauty. Yeah. It's, it was interesting. Like, even if you look again, I was looking because I was looking at the heroes with their nine and zero run in the second half of the year, and looking at my own and going, "Yep, I ran seven and two. That's not bad." Nobody else, I think, got more than like five wins in. Mm-hmm. Like, so everybody else just, you know, either average or below average. And then there was just the heroes and the dingoes. So, you know, wild cards again, challenge thrown down, Titans, Bucks. This is your, you know, it's a big week, big week coming up. I'm yep. excited, excited for finals. So we might, as well, we might as well go straight into it, mate, because there's only a couple of games. Um, so it is the dingoes versus the wild cards in the qualifying final. Hey, you feeling confident about going in with that one? Uh, my form is really good. I mean, like, I I've, I've, haven't put up a low score for a long time, it feels like. Um, and I feel like the wild cards have been in a real funk. Like, so I'm not, like, so I'm not saying I, I feel like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, you know, in the middle of all that, suddenly I cough up an absolute egg and the wild cards mm. suddenly explode. But, but you know, if the form, if form means anything, I should be feeling really confident and ready for, you know, just using this as a warm-up to have a rematch with the heroes. But, um mm-hmm. Uh, like wild cards have shown all year, they're um, a very good team. So it should be it should be a really fun week. And like I said, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited that the wild cards 
have one of their best chances to actually win a title this year. Um, so if if I win, great. And if the wild cards win, all power to them. So, yep. and then Titans Bucks. Titans Bucks is the next one in the elimination final. I I have no idea who's going to win that. They've both <laughs> been really patchy for yep. like a long time. It's hard to. It's hard to like the Titans have finished the year with two losses, one to the Blue Flames, so that says everything you need to know there. Whereas the the Bucks have now won four in a row coming into finals. Like they were in, they were five, eight, and one at one point, and looking really bad. And then yeah, so you'd think you'd think on form the Bucks should keep going and should be able to win this one, but I don't think they've been they haven't been winning with like you know massive scores or anything. They've just been sort of scraping by, and so yeah, I'll pick the Bucks, but. Um, well, I guess we'll see. The Bucks, the Bucks seem to do pretty well in August, so yep. my picks are Bucks, and I guess Ding goes on form. Okay. And then, and then Chargers, Blue Flames. What do you reckon, mate? And then we have the Toilet Bowl, which is the Chargers <laughs> from the Blue Flames. Um, I'm obviously going to tip the Chargers to win, um, I, especially after this week. I think that the Chargers, uh, if we can put up a score like we did today, I think the Blue Flames really are – aren't able to match that because their season's not not been great and I'm sure that they would admit that but I think no Ashcroft I think I'd still I should still should still win it okay I'm picking blue flames I think if they can knock off the I think if they can knock off the Titans a couple of weeks ago they've got you you haven't won in like what almost two months no (laughs) thank you for that No, appreciate it. <laughs> I always tip my team. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, that means that the heroes have got the week off. Yes. All righty. Let's jump across and have a look at the Super League. Hello. I, I, you know, uh, just by, by the by, the heroes don't have the week off. They've got to play another game, but we'll get to that. Ah, okay. <laughs> Hashtag spoiler alert. All righty. <laughs> Let's jump into the Super League. We have the Nexus versus the Thylacines is the first game. This was a close one, but Nexus got up a 158.5 to the Thylacines, 153.5. For Nexus, Matt Crouch was pretty damn good, getting a lazy 20 at Rover. Laird, 26 at Tagger. Luke Ryan getting a 21 at Keyback for the Thylacines. Peter Wright was at pretty damn good, getting a lazy 25 at forward. Goulden getting 24 at midfield, which we've touched on. Drew getting 16 at tagger. And Powell getting 16.5 at key back. Now, Dave has already done the commissioner votes on this. Thank you very much, Dave. And thank you for doing them again throughout the year, mate. Really appreciate you doing this. Um, commissioner votes, three for Laird, two for Wright, two to Goulden. Well, sorry, one to Goulden. Yeah, brutal, brutal loss. I mean, like, it's a, a justifiable loss because Nexus, I think, have proven throughout the season that they're the better team and the Thylacines have been pretty, man, they've, they've actually been playing okay of late, but nothing's, if everything went right for them in the first half of the year, nothing's gone right in the second half of the year. And, man, like, if Patrick Cripps just had not come back this week, yeah, that's what actually screwed up the Thylacines because if uh, Brayshaw had, like, an incredible, like, like you know, almost 20-something handballs, uh, he would have stayed at Rover and Saad would have matched Brayshaw at midfield. And if so, if Cripps had just stayed injured, Thylacines would have won this week. Um, uh, which, That's got to hurt. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it sucks. And so the thalassines, of course, you know, and then and really, the, I guess the sad thing for the thalassines is if they had won, it actually wouldn't have done anything for them. It would have they would have still been in an elimination final this week with the other results. So, um, and it just would have screwed up Nexus. Um, but uh, uh, Nexus didn't after looking pretty darn good last week. Didn't really look that impressive. Oh, actually, what am I saying? Last week they got knocked off by the Phoenixes. <laughs> Oh, I should be I should be talking about that more. Um, but yeah, so Nexus obviously last week cost Nexus uh, the number one spot, but they've still got the double chance. So well done to them. But it's uh, I, uh, the Super League is weird, man. Do you realize <laughs> it is weird? Like the top four teams ended up all finishing with the same number of wins. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and the Thylacines are in fifth, only one behind. I know I'm spoiling, but I'm so like I was going to say once again, hashtag spoiler alert. <laughs> But but it's just it's incredible. I've I've never seen a, a season finish with the top four teams all with the same number of wins. That is just bizarre. But yeah, Nexus uh, became one of those four teams, and the if, even if the Thalassians had pulled the upset, it would have still been the same because it would have just been Nexus in fifth and Thalassians with one of those four teams with twelve wins. Anyway, yep. um, big spoiler alert. Even mentioning the wins, wow. Okay. Tough, well, I didn't say who won. I just said that's what. <laughs> but the Thalassians, you know. I don't know. I, I just nothing's gone right for them in the second half of this year. They probably they've, they've ended up scraping into finals. Nexus, I guess, is still a title chance. Although the way that the uh, some of the other teams are playing, I wouldn't count on it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, next game was the Marvels versus the Phoenixes. I don't think neither of us would have tipped the Marvels to get up here, but they did. One forty-five point five to the Phoenixes. One forty-four point five. This. To be honest, probably hurt the Phoenixes. Obviously, it did a lot more than the Marvels. Although the Marvels um, did have that uh, number, one, oh, the, sorry, the number eight pick pretty much sewn up. Sorry, they had the eighth position pretty much sewn up, which means they were Champions League bound. But the Phoenixes, I would have thought on paper, would have been able to do the Marvels. Um, Kyle Langford was outstanding, getting 34 at key forward. Jordan Dawson getting 23 at midfield. Um, Jake Lloyd getting 21.5 for um, a key back for the Marvels and also Darcy Cameron getting 15.5 for the Phoenixes. It was pretty strong and consistent across the board, but no one really jumped out um, other than maybe Mitch McGovern getting 10.5 at back and Riley O'Brien getting 20 at ruck. But other than that, it was quite serviceable across the across the board for the Phoenixes. In terms of the commissioner votes, it was three to Langford, two to Lloyd, and one to Dawson. Yeah, this is definitely a very dead rubber. Um, I hadn't even, like, you know, normally I would probably be, like, you know, pouring over the stats on a Sunday night, wondering if Elise was going to be able to get the win or not. And uh, I hadn't even noticed that she lost this week. <laughs> so I was just... <laughs> Because it really just did not matter. Uh, I guess in the end, it was probably Angus Brayshaw. He was getting the late call up to cover for Carl Amon, who Carl Amon would have won this game for the Phoenixes, but he's injured again, another injury. And of course, once again, that Brisbane forward line does what it does. And when Brisbane lose, the Phoenixes lose. So, yep. Marbles, well done, Marbles. Uh, I don't think they'll be proud of this season. The Phoenixes, um, sadly, Probably, probably gave their all last week to knock off Nexus, and that was all they had. So, But um, well done, Marvel's nice way to finish the year. Mm-hmm. All righty. Next game, we had the Farmptoms up against the Atoms. Very close game, this one. Not quite as close as the one before, but the Atoms got up 139 
to 132. Speaking of the Adams, we saw um, Oppenheimer last night. <laughs> not Barbie? No, not Barbie. Uh, Joshua saw Barbie and asked him what he thought, and he said, yeah, it's not really a teenage boy movie. Um, what very good that idea? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Oppenheimer is a fantastic film, but you come out feeling a little bit depressed. Mm. Um, about the state of uh, the world, but, yeah. Um, one thing that they did make it sort of clear, and I know this isn't really about the game anymore, but one thing they sort of made it clear is oh, it was almost like um, the the physicists before the Trinity thing thought it was the tr- Trinity project saw it more as a, um, um, a, not a game, that's the wrong word, but is it possible for us to even do this? So they they really pushed it, and it wasn't until they did the Trinity test where they went, oh, shit, what have we done? Mm. Sorry, and I won't say the physicist, it was Oppenheimer that went, oh, shit, what have we done? Yeah. So, but it was more of a, I don't even know if this is possible, but if we did this, we could do this, and this would happen, and, yeah, we could do that. And it was more of that challenge of trying to do it, and then once they did do it, it was like, oh, crap. We've changed the world forever now. Anyway, um, Farmtons versus the Adams. As I said, Adams got up 139 to the Farmtons 132. Um, for the Adams, Jack Sinclair, 22. I felt like doing the Brownlow then, Jack Sinclair. Um, 22 at mid. Um, Jacob Wiedering, 20, uh, sorry, 13.5 at, at back. Um, and also Pickett getting 13 at forward. For, excuse me, for the Farmtons, it was really Shannon Hearn getting 16 at midfield, but his back line um, of Atkins and Harris Andrews doing quite well. Harris Andrews, of course, went into that mid-season draft, Steve, almost as a, you have to pick him. And since then, has really done not much. So you've got to feel for the farmdoms. In terms of the commissioner points, uh, commissioner points, Jack Sinclair got the three, Wangani Malira two, and Jacob Wiedering picked up one. Yeah, this was not that convincing a win by the Adams. Um, it took some very, like, Pickett hadn't scored a thing going into the last quarter, and then when he kicked a couple of goals in the last quarter, that completely flipped the game, obviously, which uh, which I know the Adams have been got their, like, scrape, scrape in the bottom of the barrel. You know, they picked up Lucosius and Pickett pretty much, I think, round five and six of the midseason, kind of, like, just as, like, well, we don't really have any backup at forward, so I better pick up any random forward that's left and just hope like hell that, you know, King and um, <laughs> and Fritsch don't get injured. Oh, damn, they're both injured. But <laughs> the, it's incredible, actually, when you think about it. Like, because, I, again, I didn't actually realize this, but when I was oh, – I spent too much time looking at how everyone's done since the midseason draft. But this actually this actually took the Adams to 8-1 and one since the midseason. Holy crap! Really? I know. No, I, it's it's because they were Eight like and one. Yeah, they've only lost one game in the whole of this. Like they they are the best performed team in the Super League, um, which when you think about it, and you realize, oh yeah, because if the Adams have caught up to Nexus, the Sons of God, and the Convicts, then yes, they probably because they did in the end. Uh, then yes, they they are playing. They must have played pretty well. Mm. Sadly for the Adams, though, uh, they still end up fourth. Uh, despite this win, courtesy of every result that they needed to go the wrong way, went going the wrong way this week. But oh well, 
they're, they're on a good run. So if, if they, with their makeshift forward line, if they just keep winning, I guess they just keep winning. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that they've got left to do. That's all they can do, I suppose. Um, the next, the next game was, well, the next game was, well, um, the next game, major warriors versus bills, the bills brawlers. I, I honestly don't know how to read this game. <laughs> um, the Warriors put up 183 versus the Brawlers 120.5. Since when has the have the Warriors even got close to getting up over 183 this year? Um, it's just too strong. Um, Major Warriors, um, Van Ruin getting 24 at forward, uh, Trelaw getting 34 at centre. Um, uh, Lucky Whitfield getting 22.5 at key back. Bailey Dale getting 16.5 at back. What was, was it? 31 kicks, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Max Gorn getting 20 at ruck. For the Brawlers, like, um, they've been on Mad Monday for a couple of weeks, let's be honest. Bill's obviously, he's already <laughs> overseas and he, he's not really thinking about the AFR. I'm meeting him up, meeting him for, at the wedding, so... Obviously, he's uh, got his mind out elsewhere. Um, he may even be on a safari, for all I know. Um, but Jake Steele getting 24 at Tagger and, and Jared Witts getting 21 and a half at Ruck. Of course, Steve, as you can see on there, he did name Will Ashcroft as a bench player a couple of weeks ago. But also, he had Ben Brown as a, four, as a key forward, and Ben Brown didn't play. But it meant Will Ashcroft then came into key forward. So either way, he was getting zero at that point. I think. Um, Will Will Ashcroft on your bench at this point says everything about where the brawlers are at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in terms of the commission votes, Van Ruin gets three, Bailey Dale gets two, and Whitfield gets one. Sorry, buddy, I cut you off. Van Ruin, like man, he's he's got uh, you know demons are playing North Melbourne next week. What do you reckon? Drop drop Taylor Walker and uh, and don't bother with. I know Ben can kick five goals, but I mean meh. Van Ruyen straight into my lineup. What do you reckon? Uh, why not? <laughs> you watch. He's going to kick a bag next week, and he's going to make me look this this moment of sarcasm look silly. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say about that result, uh, other than that. Yeah, the Warriors and the Brawlers when they play, weird stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, anything generally does, will, and does happen whenever they're playing. It's um. It's quite strange, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all righty. Uh, and the last game is the Sons of God up against the Ashley Convicts. Very wow. close game. How And a very high-scoring game, this one. Sons of God got up 190 to the Ashley Convicts, 183. I think Naomi has a little bit of... Uh, right to be a little bit annoyed about this, although Taylor Walker certainly did help. Um, for the Sons of God, Charlie Kerno getting 41 was outstanding. Uh, Cornelio getting 34 at centre. Matt Rowe getting 26 at Tagger. Um, Tom Stewart getting 29 at key back was also pretty good. His midfield, Doherty in, in Houston and Ollie Wines, was serviceable enough, but um, those big ones got him, obviously got him over the line. No commission votes for Matt Rowe. Wow. Um, nope. In this game. <laughs> not in this game. Um, for the for the convicts, um, Mitch Lewis, as I said, did okay, getting 18, but it was Taylor Walker getting 30, um, 46, Zach Merritt getting 39 at centre, um, and also um, no 
commissioner votes for Zach Merritt either. Um, <laughs> Sicily getting 16 point, uh, sorry, 16 at Quebec and Tim English getting 16.5 at Ruck. But realistically, with it and getting only the nine, um, Mills and Blake Hardwick both getting single, um, single digits as well certainly didn't help the convicts' cause. But then Jeremy Howell only getting one and a half for Sons of God didn't help. From a commissioner... Ma- Commissioner points perspective, Taylor Walker got three, Kerno got two, and Tom Stewart got one. Very strange game, this one. Obviously, I here, I was going into this week thinking like, oh, the convicts have lost Ridley and the Sons of God have lost Walsh. Oh, that'll bring them back to the pack. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so pack? <laughs> Which pack? <laughs> like, damn, like... The scary part is that, you know, the Sons of God only had Stengel with one goal and they've got Ben King on their bench kicking five. Yeah. So just, yeah, just, yep, can't wait for uh, for that lineup. Like, wow. So the Sons of God, obviously, they had a chip on their sh- – I mean, I mean, they've had a chip on their shoulder all season that comes back to this, obviously, this game being the grand final replay that always happens in the last round. Um, and, yep, I think that the convicts, man, when Kerno went off and then Taylor Walker said, oh, you're gonna quick kick six goals, are you? Okay, I can. I see your six. I'll give you seven. Um, man, uh, what a what a what a performance from both teams. The the weird game within the game obviously was that the convicts knew they only needed to get within uh, 18 points of the Sons of God, and even a win like the, the Sons of God needed to win by 19 points to take first place. Um, they got the win, but they didn't get the win by enough. So the fact that the convicts scored as much as they did was critical. If like, so, you know, you might be like, oh, but Taylor Walker, if only he'd kicked, you know, oh, he's failed. And no, no, that performance was the difference in securing the convicts, the minor premiership. So, which I'm obviously spoiling again, but, um, <laughs> but wow, wow. Talk about like um, throwing down the gauntlet to the likes of Nexus or either of the Watson brothers. This is a, uh, this it seems like it's been doesn't it feel like the entire season in the Super League is just like everyone just waiting for the rematch of this pair this does like and if any and just a warning you know to again Nexus Thylacines Adams just beware you know um don't get in the way of destiny here people these two are (laughs) it is it is destiny the convicts know that it feels like their premiership from last year has an asterisk and they they want a they want a real one and the sons of god know they didn't get one and they want one so it's like oh man they both got it feels like they both got a point to prove and whew, like so you're I, saying don't come on everyone don't ruin it for us neutrals don't, don't ruin it let these guys play cuz like look <laughs> at look at this game this game this was amazing so uh, everybody else just stay out of the way <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm not sure if there's any point in talking about the ladder. <laughs> let's, let's jump across and have a look at the um, have the commissioner votes in the um, the Super League, first of all. A um, couple of different ones in here. Um, maybe it's just how I see the positions versus how Dave sees the positions. Um, top five. Number five, we have Jeremy Cameron from Nexus polling 14 points. Um, he polled in six six of his seventeen games. 
Then in fourth, we have Tom Green from the Marvels, um, polling 14 points, sorry, yeah, getting 14 points, polling seven times from his 14 games. Wow. In, in third, we have Taylor Walker from the Ashy Convicts. He polled 15 points in the six of the 18 games that he played, which realistically, I, I, I can't remember Taylor Walker like that from a draft perspective, but if that's from the mid-season, that's insane. <laughs> um, number two, Sean Darcy from the Mighty Adams. Wow. 17, 17 points, and he polled in eight of eight games out of his 15. That's, wow, eight out of 15. That's amazing, actually. Like, so he's, yeah, because I guess he's missed a few games with Luke Jackson having to come in for the uh, Adams even the last couple of weeks. So um, yep. that's, that's, I mean, he's obviously, you know, debatable whether, you know, he wits uh, probably the number one Ruckman with, you know, obviously Riley O'Brien right behind. But, um, yeah, it's impressive that he's like second in this league without even um, getting in the top five of the other one. And we've got two other Ruckman in that one. It's, it's, all, it's all about team balance, you know, and just... But, um, but, yeah, man, that's a lot of he's – yeah. he's a very good rock, very consistent. So, yeah, doesn't surprise Number one – yeah, it surprises me. Number one, Charlie Kerno. 25, oh, 25 points, polling in 11 games, and he's played 19 games for the year. 20, whoa, did you say 25 points? 25 points. So he was eight clear. Yep. Wow. That's, that's crazy. And like no no Nick Dacos or Rory Laird in the top five. <laughs> so no, not Nick Dacos was sixth. Okay. Rory Laird was eleventh. Okay. Yep. All right. That's yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Does it just the convicts just stand out? Or I mean, sorry, Kerno just stands out on the Sons of God team somehow, or I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, he must. Yeah. We must play him at key forward all the time or something. So the marks. Yeah, yeah, that that does help. Yeah, although I, I guess yeah, because there would have been times where the heroes maybe would have just played him at forward behind Harry McKay, or yeah, that could have hurt his votes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, league ladder. Ashy Convicts finished on top with the minor premiership. Twelve wins, six losses, and the best back. Sons of God finished. In second, 12 wins, 6 losses, with a back of 11.5, as you touched on earlier on, mate. Nexus in third, 12 wins, 6 losses, with a back of 59.5. In fourth spot, we had the Mighty Adams, 12 wins, 6 losses, with a back of 101.5. Sorry, 111.5. Then we had the Thylacines in fifth on 11 and 7, with a back of 205. In sixth, we had the Phoenixes, 7 and 11. Then we had the Brawlers on 7 and 11 in seventh. Then we had the Marvels on 7 and 11 in eighth. In ninth, we have the Farmtons on 5 and 13. And then we had the Major Warriors in 10th on 5 and 13 as well. Yeah, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very strange ladder, this one. Like, yeah, it's... Uh, it feels it feels weird that the Adams have the same number of wins as the convicts. I know that um, 
I know that that technically is the way it is, but it, it just always feels like the atoms shouldn't be anywhere near Sons of God or convicts. But, um, but uh, and you know, uh, the back sort of sorts that out. But uh, we have now, yeah, a couple of interesting finals next week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, things are going to be tense in the Watson household this week. Two weeks ago, <laughs> two weeks ago, the Adams and I mean, it's, it's funny to me when I think back now that that uh, Adams thylacines game actually had zero like impact at all. Like you know, if, if the thylacines had won, yeah, um, they still would have it still would have been these two playing again two weeks later. So, um, so obviously one of them. Uh, one of them is going to go on and the other not. But uh, you, you do get that feeling that the Adams with their kind of makeshift forward line and the thylacines with their poor form. Um, I feel like the thylacines are going to win next week because I just feel like the Adams, I think that, you know, this, their, their lack of forward line is starting to, you know, they've had a couple of charmed weeks, but I think feel like um, this week it might catch up with them finally. Like they <laughs> they managed to crawl past the uh, Farmtons this week, but I feel like the Thylacines would have beaten them this week and they might next week. So there's my first prediction. How about you? Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> this, I, I don't know about them. I'm going to tip the Thylacines. Oh, you're going with me. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, if, well, Sons of God, Nexus, Nexus, you've been warned. Stay out of the way. We all want an Ashy Convict's Sons of God final. Exactly. <laughs> Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing that I'm pretty sure, like two years ago, the Adams knocked Nexus out of the finals. And I think last year, Nexus locked the Adams out of the finals. So I feel like the only thing that makes me feel weird about predicting the Thylacines to beat the Adams is I feel like the Adams should beat the Thylacines so that we can have round three of Nexus and Adams in the finals because it just seems like they always seem to run into each other. But unless I'm remembering that wrong, but I feel like that's, I think that's the truth. I think so. I'm sure we'll get corrected. <laughs> um, toilet bowl. Fountains went major well. Warriors. How do you pick against the major warriors after this week? Yeah, I was going to say, where, where did that? Where did that come from? Um, yeah, warriors versus Fountains is the toilet bowl. Mm. Yeah, I, I honest, I don't, I don't know. Who do you tip? Um, oh, you. I'm picking Phantoms. Nah, nah, I'm picking Warriors. But war- like, I don't know. It must be just that you know, so many of their out of form. Like it's things like it's things like Max Gorn, who's been useless most of the year, suddenly now being clear number one ruckman again, and he's gone back to being a superstar for AFR purposes. Like things like that just make a big difference. So uh, I don't know if Van Ruyen probably. Well, no, I've already said he's got a really good matchup this week. So isn't it? I mean, you know, Major Warriors, man, Major Warriors going to do it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm tipping the no I'm tipping the phantoms. <laughs> Alrighty, um, we have some cup comps. What do you want to talk about first? Um, what have you got open? I'm just opening up the spreadsheet, the the, the website pages now. What have you well, got open? I don't really. I mean, I feel like I don't need to open up the standard cup. We can quickly talk about that standard cup final right. next week, right? It is yes. Standard Cup final is next week, and it is the Dingoes versus the Brawlers. I think this is going to be very one-sided. Did, did you realise that was a, another one of my wonderful little tidbits that I picked up when I looked at the how has everyone done since the mid-season draft? Did you realise the Brawlers have won one game since the mid-season? I'd say that's probably one more than I thought. Or was going to say, <laughs> like 
that's when I think about, I was like, wow. So they actually, yeah, the Brawlers had six wins and were actually in like fourth, I think, going into the midseason draft, and they have won only once since. That's that sounds, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, Brawlers are going to win the standard then. <laughs> you're going to pants them. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's nothing. There's nothing more, um, you know, nothing more boosting the ego than a, a standard cup win. Really, come on, let's let's be honest. No, no, <laughs> especially when you buy the trophy yourself. Yep. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've still got, I've got a couple of. I, I can put the team on the. I'm, I'm probably not going to win the premiership, so I'm going to have to have something for this year. And I've, I do have yeah. a spare side on my trophy for that stand, my third standard cup. So hopefully, that's. I've got something to hang my hat on this year. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why, Why not? not indeed. Um, so yes, that's that's going to be a very one-sided game this week. Uh, in the semi-final week, which we're not going to touch on, mate, because we won't be, I won't be around. But the Sons of God versus the Titans in is going to be the the um, AFR Cup Grand Final, which is in the semi-final week. How do you see this one? The Sons of God have got to do this one, don't they? They're in serious form. Oh yeah, sons of God. Versus the, especially compared to the what the Titans are doing right now. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yep. You wouldn't pick the Titans. No. I mean, it's not impossible, but man, sons of God have got to be red hot favourites. Yep. Alrighty, and you alluded to this one before as well, um, in terms of who is playing in the semi final. So, a quick recap of what's happened in the Champions League. Um, in Group One, I won't go through all the the, the scores, but um, the wild cards finished on top with 20 points, with the best back. Nexus were in second, also on 20 points. 20 points. They were only 24 points back. Titans were on eight points, and the Chargers were in fourth. Yeah, that's a tough one. Realise like Nexus lost their first game in that group by half a point. And then ran the table after that and couldn't couldn't get the top spot back. That cost him. <laughs> yes. So bad luck, Nexus. You get to play the heroes instead of the scorpions, which is goddamn. That's a really bad. That's a really bad half a point loss right there. Yeah. <laughs> that really cost you. But Nexus, hey, they made it through though, and they've still got a chance to give Cameron Baker a hat trick of sorts, even if it's not quite the hat trick he probably wanted with with uh, Champions League. Because, of course, yep. no one has ever managed to win three Champions Leagues in a row and the tests were going for it. But uh, it's Nexus who have actually got a, got a pull on the Guernsey for Cameron Baker. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a couple of doubles, like back-to-backs. Yeah, quite a few, but actually. No, but but no trebles, yeah. The Diggers. Yep, Diggers. Yeah. First to do it, then Scorpions. Mm-hmm. Dingoes never did it. No. But, um, but yeah, it'll be... Uh, Interesting to see what happens there. And in Group 2, we had the Heroes um, on 20 points at the top, the best back. And then we had the Scorpions on 12 points, um, 155 back. Then things got a little bit tight. We had the Adams um, on 8 points, 104 back, and the Blue Flames on 8 points. So, Steve, things got a little bit close for this one, particularly in... Well, in round 17 and 18, when we weren't on there, um, the Scorpions obviously were able to to um, 
well, they got smashed by the heroes, obviously, but the scorpions got up against the blue flames, which was enough for them to um to get those get those points just to to jump the atoms and to um yeah to to beat the atoms out of that 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 second spot. Yeah, the Adams. Unfortunately for the Adams, they obviously, despite being you know the uh, the team that actually scored significantly more than the Scorpions through the group stage here, they lost the game two weeks ago uh, to the Scorpions. Um, uh, that sadly being the game for them when Max King went down with an injury, yeah. uh, which you know is pretty brutal when you lose your key forward and he scores one and you go down by five point five points and it costs you a spot in the Champions League semis. But hey. That's life, and mm-hmm. uh, and if you know if anyone's gonna have a sh- horseshoe and not make finals, but somehow still be in the Champions League semi, we all know that team that managed to you know win the Champions League despite finishing in the bottom two of the title in the Premiership one year, the Surrey Scorpions, <laughs> yeah, the the epitome of uh, Champions League um, specialists. Who now get to play the wild cards, and the wild cards are wobbly, just wobbly enough now that you could see the Scorpions potentially with a good week taking the wild cards. I don't know. The wild cards are you just don't know how they they're going lately. The Scorpions have shown a bit of form, so anything I could think I, I I would still pick the wild cards overall, but you know I think the Scorpions would have beaten them this week. So yep. uh, you know, whereas like Nexus that Nexus Heroes semifinal, whew. I mean, again, I would. That, that's where the heroes actually do have to field the team this week, as I was hinting at earlier. But, um, but you'd think Nexus would be the biggest threat to the heroes, and uh, obviously, the heroes have a huge chance here to uh, do the uh, do the double if they can pull it off. So, uh, but I'll, I'll I'll pick the heroes have been pretty damn good lately, and Nexus have been solid without being spectacular. So I'm picking heroes to win one semi and probably wild cards the other and probably give us a bit of a grand final, potentially grand final preview in the Champions League final for the original league. I'm going the same, to be honest. Yeah, I think uh, Damo, Damo and Hodgie, good good mates. So that should be a lot of fun. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, I, I, I see the results going very, very similar. All righty. Um, I think that's it, mate. Well, seeing as it is the the last one of the year, who who's going to win the Super League? I'm putting um, you on the spot. Sons of God. Sons of God. All right, and original league. Heroes. Cool. Cool. Right. <laughs> it's recorded. It's done. Shoe on the other foot here. Your predictions? Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm just trying to think how I can mix it up a little bit, but <laughs> it's a little hard to mix it up a little bit. Um, I, I'm going to. I'm going to sit with the dingoes. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who follows the, uh, the the Formula One, that is like a, a Nico Rosberg um, picture. Oh, that's right. I've just missed the start of the F1 too. Um, lights out. I'll watch it later on. Um, and I'm going to go the convicts. Cool, cool. I, you know, 
I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I, I, re I really do. And I, I, I'm sorry, Cam, in the way that I'm sort of uh, <laughs> going on about it, but I really want uh, the Convicts and Sons of God to make that grand final. I just think it would be epic. And, that, and for them both to score over 200. And for there to be no late withdrawals, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All righty. Um, as I said, everyone, um, thank you very much for listening to the podcast this year. Um, we should be back next year. Um, it's a good way for Steve and I to catch up, but yeah, we should be back next year. Um, thank you again for for participating in the AFR for all the managers that that do. Um, quick reminder that the D list is due the week after the AFL Grand Final. So, um, but by all means, if you wanted to submit a D list beforehand, you certainly can. Um, I will be updating the D list page. Probably do it actually this weekend before of this week before I fly out. Um, I can't do it on. I was going to say I'll do it on the plane, but I don't I won't have Wi-Fi connectivity. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, so by all means, submit your D list as soon as possible. You can change them as many times as you like. Of course, um, I always take it the most recent one as your final D list. So um, please make sure that you get one in there because, of course. Um, just to confirm, Steve, if you don't submit a D list, you get the last team you submitted. Yep, that's all. And that is it. None of the oh, but what about my project player and yada yada yada? No, you get the last team you submitted. Cool. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Um, we will be back later on. But other than that, everyone, thank you again for the year. Have a very safe Christmas. Have a have a good New Year. And um, yeah, I'll, we'll chat to you all very very soon. Bye.